Happy Wednesday, folks. Welcome to our Wednesday edition, another edition of the Field of 68's Best Bets show, presented, of course, by Bet Rivers. Guys, no, no long preamble here. Let's talk last night. What kind of takeaways did you have? Actually, I'm going first because I tucked you guys into bed and then I watched some Pac-12 basketball, watched a little Arizona-UCLA, and it was a big did-you-forget-about-us game from UCLA. Really impressive performance. They locked down defensively. They controlled the tempo, and they hit shots offensively, as they are wont to do, Matthias Cox. UCLA, definitely a, a top-10 squad. They made Arizona look like the young team that they are. Impressive by the Bruins. What, what, what did you see? Well, I didn't watch much of that game, Jim. A little bit past my bedtime. I'm sure Kai was I, sound asleep. I just said I tucked you into bed. Didn't you hear my funny joke? Yes, I did. I was laughing at it. I'm just telling you. I was reinforcing. I was not awake. I'm sure Kai was also snoozing. Um, was, maybe just yes. still in a trance from the Missouri, the old Mizzou Tigers, giving the Auburn mm. Tigers a, a run for their money. Here's my general takeaway, though, kids. Duke, Kentucky, I know both struggled last night. Uh, they're both fine. That's all I'm going to say. I'll keep it short and simple. I love both teams. They had kind of you know weird spots in both regards to, to some extent. Um, I just continue to believe both teams are really good. So don't overreact to one game, one outcome, one result, especially at this point in the season. Kai, we've, we have a solid foundation of sample to assess. Now teams can improve and they can certainly regress, but I would not react to, to one game, Kentucky and Duke. They're both good. Blue Bloods are good, Kai. Uh, it was pretty funny. The Brad Brownell post-Duke-Clemson game talked about how they shot one free throw the whole game. And he said, like, yeah, not surprised, though. It's happened before in this gym. I love that so much. Uh, just like the, home... the, the passive-aggressive <laughs> nature of it. Not, like, actually calling out the refs. Just, you know, I get I mean, it. one free throw. And, you know, we love to razz Duke here, except for Matt. But, yeah, that, that was a, a close one for Duke. Mizzou almost beat Auburn. That would have been just insanity for, for Mizzou. But how about Alabama, guys, losing to Georgia yesterday? Alabama's lost to Mizzou and Georgia. In the same season, and they're probably going to make the tournament. It's, it's, a, it's a wild, wild state of affairs, Jim. Yeah, That's they lead the country in Q1A wins still, Alabama does, and they're going to have <laughs> yeah. the best strength of schedule in the country after they play Baylor and, and uh, Auburn coming up. Like it, they're, they're not even close to the bubble yet, but, man, the resume is weird. It is mm-hmm. weird. Uh, Kai, last note on Mizzou, worst clock management I have ever seen at the end of the game. If there's a four-second differential, great. Yeah. four or five, your best-case scenario is grabbing a rebound with, like, four seconds left and having to go 90 feet. Stupid. And then worst-case scenario is you never get the ball, which is what happened to the Tigers. Be better. Be better, Quanzo. All right. Let's look ahead to today. We're starting in the Big East, guys. A couple of matchups in the Big East. Matt, I'm going to go to you first here. Marquette at Seton Hall. Marquette has been on an absolute tear since the turn of the new year, including beating these Pirates. And they're eight and four as an underdog this year against the spread. Are you riding with that trend? Or do you feel like maybe the pirates get some revenge? I think revenge was where I was leaning Jim. And I want to say, did we, can we say we told you so on Marquette team's good kids. Shock has sort of yeah. evolved into a, uh, I know he's adopted a, one of his top assistants as an analytical guru revamped their offense. I like how they play the pieces starting to come together, but I like the hole here. At least I like it at the opener. Kai, it's been bet up. I believe to minus six all the way now open at minus four. I just think it's a great spot for Hall coming off that stupid campus game where I know, Willard was trashing the whole venue thing after He's the, done it multiple the times. He's like, a yeah, that place. It's weird. <laughs> um, which I didn't really, I don't agree with that, but I think it's just like, a, okay, put that crap behind us, whatever. St. John's boat raced us. Now I think we come out in a spot where you got a pretty cheap price. Um, the key. Oh, Jim is Bryce Haken. 
is he playing? Is he not playing? Mm-hmm. And I know he's been Jekyll and Hyde this season, Kai, but he's been more good than bad. And this, this offense needs him, needs him badly. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And, and Marquette comes into this game on a, on a crazy run. They're six straight big East wins. They, they look awesome for the tournament right now. It's crazy after an 0-3 start, but let's remember the first game of this one. Marquette should not have won this game against Seton Hall. It was a terrible, terrible call on a three-pointer that allowed Marquette to win. It was fine for the bets I was on in that game, but there was some uh, shadiness to that. And Kevin Willard, Kevin Willard was pissed. Hall's going to come out pissed here, even without Aiken. I kind of think they get it done today, Jim. Seton Hall grabbed 50% of its misses in game one. That's repeatable. Marquette shot 11 for 22 from three. I'm not so sure that is. So I am leaning towards Seton Hall, even at minus six. Yeah, the concern is that there's going to be a lot of misses because Aiken had 28 points in that first game. And now you take yep. that out of the lineup and Huge. boy, now, now where does the offense turn? Because Under. the Pirates are in a bit of a rut, like two, two straight games against St. John's where they just couldn't figure it out offensively, struggled with the pressure, struggled to generate quality shots. And Marquette will pressure you a little bit too. That's, that's kind of what Shaka has been doing, bringing back a little bit of that Havoc stuff uh, with his young roster that keeps them engaged. But yeah, situationally, have to lean towards the hall. I, I saw someone mention the money line in, in the chat. Obviously, it's going to have a ton of juice to it, um, but I don't hate it not having to mess with the, the points late, especially as it crosses over from four to six. Uh, that would be a consideration, I suppose. Uh, but I, leaning towards the Pirates here. All right, let's go to the other Big East game, Providence at Xavier. Not, not the only one, but the other one we have on the outline here. Uh, Providence has been rolling. Kai, they sit first in the Big East right now by themselves atop the league, looking down at everybody else. Xavier has been struggling uh, since since January 1st. They're not in the top 65 per Bart Torvik. Do they get right at home at Sintas here against Providence still without A.J. Reeves, we think? I think they do, Jim, here, but one and six against the spread, Xavier is. Last seven games, uh, they've been better at home this year. We've talked about how good they are at Centos. I'm worried about that this is a, a Travis Steele decline, Matt, that we're seeing, uh, that we've seen every single year under his tenure. Xavier plays very well in the non-con, into Big East play at the beginning, and then they tail off. They miss the tournament. They, they're on the bubble, and maybe we're starting to see that decline. Who knows? Providence, I'm not sure, should be sitting at 6-1 and one in the Big East. They've gotten fortunate no. with scheduling with A.J. Reeves out. They are three and one straight up without Reeves in the lineup, but St. John's, Georgetown, Butler, those three wins, they're just one and three against the spread in those wins. I think playing against tougher competition like Xavier exacerbates Reeves' absence. Um, spread's a little bit too high for me to, to officially lay here, but I do lean towards Xavier. Yeah, it's too big to lay. I certainly lean that way. I, I'm probably all in the same boat. Sounds like most people are that kind of waving the fraud flag with with um with providence but i don't know man they continue to score at a high and efficient clip and you could say it's bogus you can say it's fluky but at some point you kind of have to believe what you see jim i was looking more at the total here i was leaning toward under uh open at 139 got bet down to 137 and a half i think xavier has been um i think you can control their tempo with, with the right opponent i think they've their their pace numbers their total numbers have been juiced up by how um, how fast they can play when they have a good matchup, but I think Providence will slow it down. So I like the under here. Good luck with Providence unders. I've been on a bunch of them lately and they just continue to sail make, over. They make, make shots. Make. Yep. Yes. And honestly, without Reeves, he's probably their best shooter, but they've been way more focused on getting the ball to Croswell and Watson. And those guys have been uber efficient inside teams have not been able to stop them. 
I would think Xavier would be able to with Nunji, with Fremantle, yeah, with exactly. Miles if he's out there. So, um, yeah, I, I, I do think that's probably the right angle. And it's just if I lose another Providence under, I'm going to scream. So uh, got to be careful there. Let's go to the ACC. Kai, this is like the 18th straight Virginia Tech back against the wall game. It's just kind yeah. of like continues <laughs> to be that way. And their performances haven't really reflected the urgency that they need to have. They're 10 and nine overall, two and six in the ACC. Like if, if they're going to get anything going right now, it has to start now against yeah. the Miami team that has taken a little bit of money in the market from six down to five. The hurricanes have been terrific. Is this the kind of team Virginia Tech struggles with like athletic? And I don't know if it's quite to that extent, but they can score and Virginia Tech's going to have to keep up. Yeah, I think so. It seems like Virginia Tech struggles with all the ACC teams. Like you said, two and yeah, six yeah. in the ACC. It's not a type of team. It's just other teams on other the other teams. side of the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, these teams are clearly trending in opposite directions. Miami six and two in the ACC, and they have two losses, both are Florida State, and by a combined two points. They could be eight and oh pretty easily here, which is nuts to think about uh, looking at this from a preseason lens here. They have the best offense right now, Matt, in ACC play. Virginia Tech is the worst defense. The interior has been a huge problem for them. Thankfully, it's not a huge deal against Miami. It's more of a shooting team. But their offense has been bad, too, the Hokies. I don't think they can get much done against the Canes. They're going to turn the ball over a lot. They've been sloppy uh, handling the ball. Aluma and Mutz probably have an advantage, but I'm not sure they're enough. They haven't really been enough in, in any of these games so far. So I'm kind of leaning towards a better team right now. That's Miami with the points on the road. Yeah, when you first looked at this matchup, it screamed buy low, sell high type spot. Um, but then you look at the way that Vodtech's been priced. I mean, it's minus five, minus five and a half. You look at their last few games, they're, they're no bargain right now in the market. I wonder if a lot of that was rooted in the St. Bonaventure 50-point demolition, where they kind of like kept them in like that top 30 range. And obviously, the odds makers are going to track pretty close with the Kempom, Bart Torre, Casometrics, those guys. Um, so yeah, I was actually looking to bet. VT, but I'm kind of glad I don't have to because you're right, Kai. They've been in a little bit in disarray, and I think the odds makers priced me out of it. Jim, another one. I'm looking at the under here. Um, I think under plays pretty well. However, this game was weirdly fast last season, uh, really fast for a, 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 a hokey type game. So I did stay away. Yeah, Miami wants to run. Like they they want to score. That's kind of been their mo. Uh, perhaps you get some shooting regression coming though um, for for Miami. Although crazily, Kai Virginia Tech still twenty or ninth nationally in three-point percentage 20th in defensive three-point percentage so like they're 10 and 9 with you could argue nice. pretty good luck and that, that's yeah, really alarming yeah. Oof. Um, so yeah i'm leaning towards miami there uh, these teams feel pretty close to equal to me right now and five implying virginia tech still a couple points better on a neutral i'm not i'm not there i'm not there right now um all right moving on to another A-10 or, or an A-10 battle that we have discussed previously on the show, but we have the rematch now. VCU headed to Davidson. Matt, I got to lead off with the stat I brought last time, the last 12 times now, including the last matchup. Last 12 times these two have faced, the under has hit 10 times. It is one 10 and one, one, one push in there too. Um, it seems like that's got to be the angle, like Virginia Tech's offense isn't very good. Davidson doesn't want to play fast. Uh, did I say Virginia Tech? I meant VCU. Um, so are, is that what you're looking at, Matt? You're looking at under or anything on the spread here? No, I love that trend. And I was, but it opened pretty low 128. Uh, it actually got bet up to. So I guess some folks maybe are trying to go against that trend. I like the side, specifically the VCU side, um, just lost by a, bu- a bucket at Davidson, what, like a week ago. 
Um, so I get a quick revenge turnaround in a game that's obviously has a ton of meeting the climb to the top of the A-10 standings at large implications for both Kai. Um, it's been bet down pretty sharply to three and a half. And I think Davidson has been too good to, to fade them only laying a field goal at home. So I, yeah. I did like VCU, but I hopped in at four and a half because I'm super sharp as evidenced by my Sienna bet yesterday, Kai and my awesome run and best bets lately. Um, but Hey, yeah. I'm sure that one will probably not cash as well. This is the classic lose at home, win on the road, one, one split here. So Davidson beat BCU on the road. I think BCU beats Davidson on the road here. Um, game one was close, Matt, like you mentioned, BCU forced 17 turnovers. They coughed it up seven times themselves, but Davidson was 50% from three. It's tough to beat. Baldwin on lawyer is yikes town. Foster lawyer has been awesome this season, but against Baldwin, against VCU last game, 14 points, seven turnovers, an 84-0 rating. Clearly that pressure bothered him. The athleticism bothered him. Sort of the thing we saw at Michigan State. Um, I, I think VCU does cover this one, three and a half. Like you said, Matt, um, not the price I'm really looking for here. Yeah, I'm, I'm in lockstep with you, fellas. I, I lean towards VCU. Market has taken out some of the value. Um, it, it, there is that, you know, the revenge adjustment angle with VCU, I think matters quite a bit. These games have often been very close within a bucket. So laying over a possession doesn't really make me comfortable, even with a team as good as Davidson, uh, and as, as, as great as they've been, longest winning streak in the country now. So, um, yeah, leaning towards VCU, but can't fully recommend it. Let's hey, Mr. Go into- uh- Real quick, Jim, Michael Rizzo, little chat, well, a precursor to the, the true chat mob matchup-based breakdowns. Rizzo asking about our thoughts on VCU winning the A-10. Do we still think they are the favorites? Or have we cooled uh, the, on that take? The offense has stunk too much recently. And having I know, two, that's my concern. Two losses, including one at home already, is, it's going to be tough to get there. Um, yep, but shout out to, I, I think it was Graham that said Davidson not expecting a big crowd because classes got pushed back till Monday, so... That's Ooh, a decent like that. note, too, for, for home court. Maybe not a, a raucous crowd. All right, Matt, let's go chat. Everybody make sure to hit that like button. We racked up likes yesterday. It was yes, we did. Matt, Matt's snails are, are hopefully <laughs> shipping right now. To, yeah, they're on the way. Cargo. They'll, be here. They'll be here any second. Um, <laughs> okay, let's go through a lot of questions here. We had a twofer from our guy, Eddie R. Kai. He goes, Wichita minus four sounds crazy. Did UCF and Johnny Dawkins ride tricycles? Wichita, I don't know about the travel uh, method of, of transportation of choice. I'm actually on UCF. I think the better team, uh, Wichita coming off COVID pause. I know they're going to have yeah. everyone back. They already confirmed that they're healthy. Um, but I think UCF's better. Wichita's broken. That's where I'm at. I'm, I'm, uh, I do think UCF's better team, but I'm worried about this matchup for them. Wichita 0-4 in the conference. The, the spot, I think, sets up nicely for them they're at the roundhouse you said yeah. everyone's healthy they're back they've had guys out of the lineup i i actually kind of lean wichita i lean wichita too i think ucf's gonna be like oh we see houston on saturday oh yeah. shoot we forgot about wichita the zero and four team that's better than an zero and four team. yeah uh, i hope you guys are wrong all right jim the other one from ed he said <laughs> the south carolina total seems low now i know you have a take on the side here but what's your uh give us a two a two-pronged take here no, yeah, I, I kind of like both the side and the total. But South Carolina's defense stinks. It, it's been bad at times. Hack, um, hack, hack, it, it's, hack. It, I'm very surprised that it is 33rd in the country. That does not pass my sniff test from having watched them. They gave up like a billion to Army. Um, that, that, was, that was pretty poor. Army was also bad defensively in that game. But they play fast. Vandy, I think, will run with you if you do run. Um, so I, I think that total is too low. I agree. And Vandy without Rodney Chapman has been a significantly worse team. So also lean towards the Gamecocks. I think they've got to get to like 75 for my, for my bet to hit their Kai, but we'll see if that happens. 
Yeah, right. Gamecocks dominated Vandy up front last matchup in a spot that looked pretty dire for the Gamecocks. So I think there's a little bit of a repeat there. Um, I would overlook the spot and look more at the matchup and probably take uh, my Cox. I don't have the hat here, unfortunately. So <laughs> Matt Cox. I'm go- yeah, my Cox, Gamecocks. Kai, I'm going to you here. Um, another one where I like the under. Notre Dame hosting NC State opened at five. It stayed pretty close hmm. uh, around that number all morning. I think the line's pretty sharp. Any take on the total? No, I got no take on the total. Line is sharp. Notre Dame's been really good at home. Um, yep. And I, I can't really trust NC State, unfortunately. Jim, Ray Ray. He thinks Valpo wins outright today. He thinks that line's garbage. A lot of people ask about Valpo Bradley. A ton of eyeballs, apparently, on this one. Um, I love Bradley. I thought the line was a little bit steep, given how competitive Valpo's been lately. What say you? Yeah, I lean towards Valpo. Uh, home team, I, I think a little bit more of a get-right spot for them. Bradley's been riding high lately. Like They've been playing really well the last two or three. No Jay Sean Henry, though, does impact things. Like he, he's, he's a key player, and I, I think at some point that catches up with them a little bit. Um, so I, I lean towards Valpo, like fully healthy with uh, Anderson back in there and Kobe King, like fully plugged yep. into the lineup. Valpo's good enough to win that game. Agreed. Kai, Chris Garvin, Duquesne St. Joe. I watched the entirety of the St. Joe game against George Mason. They probably should have won that game. I ended up losing by six. Um, got dominated inside by Josh Duro. Now, Duquesne, not a team that can beat you up inside. Uh, I kind of lean the Dukes, but not a great <laughs> matchup here. Uh, Trey Williams isn't that bad for Duquesne. He's he's a solid player for them up front. But uh, That's right. Yeah, three. It's down to now. Um, I agree with the early move. Duquesne four and a half seemed okay, but not a three. I don't really trust Duquesne. They're kind of an erratic team still. Very young. Yeah, their backcourt's all guards. Or fresh, sorry, backcourt. Of course, it's backcourt's all guards. <laughs> yes. Duh, Jim. The backcourt's all freshmen. That's what I meant to say. Jim, Michael Fordham. Uh, not asking about Fordham, asking about What's up with the fishy line in Creighton Butler? And I'll be honest, I almost took Butler. I was hoping to catch five. It got bet down really quickly. So thankfully, I do not have to bet that team. Yeah, I have very little interest in backing Butler right now, unless the line is like egregiously off, like them catching seven at home or something. Uh, Creighton may be a little team you can be skeptical of on the road, super young. Uh, Matt, Matt, I think you mentioned in conference, their rim dominance has not been as extreme. Non-conference, it was like, the Kalkbrenner show that you couldn't score inside and he was getting dunks left and right. Hasn't been the case in the big East. Um, so I, I do think I, I lean towards Butler numerically, but I'm just not, not excited to, to get on that bandwagon. Yeah. Famous last words for me. I actually believe Butler is not terrible. Like where Georgetown's sort of in disarray. I think Butler kind of has some fight left in them. Kind of. Bo Hodges had a nice little game last. I think he starts to parlay that into some, some big efforts. Um, how about a little Patriot too for Kai from our boy, Timmy K. Boston U, Lafayette, and Navy Bucknell. Pick one, hammer it, lock it in. Okay, I pick Boston. Uh, (laughs) I'm leaning towards Boston. Minus four and a half now at Bet Rivers against Lafayette. Lafayette lost Perry. Uh, He transferred, just announced Frano Hamlin's retiring at the end of the year. I don't know how that affects it. But Perry should affect them a lot. However, they wouldn't beat American on the road. American's terrible. So maybe just throw that one out here. I think Boston, who is very good, um, takes care of business against Lafayette today. Matt, I'll take uh, the other one. Yeah, Buck take it. You want up it. one at halftime against Navy last game and, and then, then lost collapsed. by 20. Just total collapse. Uh, I just think Navy is, is better, and Bucknell has not figured out a thing defensively. They are a pitiful defensive team, and that's a problem against Navy, who executes and plays really smart. And Navy is off that insane uh, meltdown of their own against uh, Army, the Army Navy. Wow. So I don't know if that's a good spot or just like uh, you're still. That was that, that was that mentally. Navy, Matt. Is that Navy too? I don't have their home court yeah. on their home turf. 
all right, let's get one more here. Just stop me if I'm going too long here. We have quite a bit. Uh, Matty Akers, another one asking about Abilene Christian against my Vaqueros, who let me down at Dixie State over the weekend. Kai, this team's not any good. No, um, this has been bet up pretty sharply. It took a while for the money to come in. I'm surprised it didn't come in earlier, but it has. It's been, I think it's up to a touchdown now. Yeah. Uh, something value there or now? Uh, feels a little, uh, it feels right. I, I liked it at a lower price because with Arian Simmons in the lineup, Abilene rocks. Um, and I think yeah. they are climbing back up to where we used to see them at. And Rio Grande is terrible. I lean towards Abilene. I gave out Abilene on Beeson this morning. Go, go Wildcats. Hey, way to go, Jim. All right, last one here. I, this is not on the outline, right? Arkansas, Mississippi, correct? That's um, correct. Jim, I'll let you take this one. I don't know. I no, think I'm going to take it. Okay, Kai, you take it. I lean towards Ole Miss, uh, but my number always leans toward Ole Miss. They're at home. They're better at home. They just be forward at home. Arkansas is not as good on the road. Don't feel confident about it. Ole Miss plus four-ish. Under. Uh, that's where I'm at. All right, Jim. Or Kai, who's hosting this program today? I'm, I'm Jim. hosting. Jim. Matt, we're, staying you, Jim. we're staying in Let's the SEC. We're staying in the SEC. I mentioned Ole Miss just beat Florida. Well, Florida now has to go to Tennessee, almost certainly still without Colin Castleton. There's not been a definitive timeline put out on his shoulder injury. I've just seen it called serious. We don't like serious injuries. That's mm, not no. great. Uh, CJ Felder also missed last game with a non-COVID illness. Kai, that leaves them pretty exposed in the paint against a Tennessee team that certainly likes to score inside more than uh, their streaky outside shooting. How do you see this one? Yeah, no Castleton assumingly maybe no Felder as well line feels a tad high because Tennessee's uh, issues with scoring their pace. Um, but I can't touch Florida without those guys, Jim um, Tennessee's length, their pressure should bother Florida. There's no advantage inside for the Gators without casting the lineup. They're going to have a really hard time scoring. I mean, really hard time. Matt, I think under yeah, is I my favorite like lean in this game. Yeah. We're just under boys on this show today. Yeah. We are undertakers. Yeah trying to follow in Jim's footsteps. Yeah, I, I'll be honest, nine does feel kind of high, and that's coming from a vol flag bear all season, even without Castleton. Um, it just kind of a sidebar. It's funny that Mike White, if you look, if you peel back the Chris Mack hoopla that's you know dominating the college basketball wires, uh, the Mike White stuff does not read very well for his long-term presence. So if you're trying to look for an angle and like betting against a lame duck coach, I think fading Florida may not be a terrible oh. strategy. Nine's a lot. Tennessee is like a having a lot. Tennessee having to win by double digits in a conference game feels crazy. So even without Castleton, I'm kind of leaning towards the Gators there. All right. Next one, Oklahoma at West Virginia. Got a couple from the big 12 to get to here. Uh, Matt, you have been a staunch Bobby Huggins supporter from day one. And I just don't think this roster is that good. Unfortunately, as much magic as Huggins can work, this team lacks offensive punch. Now they're taking on a Porter Moser coach team. What, how, how does West Virginia score? That's my question to you. Uh, they need to start by making layups. I've watched this team at length this season. Huggins has talked about it as well in some of his pressers. He's just in complete disbelief as to how many chippies they missed. I mean, it's Baylor. I think I counted nine um, fairly easy or lightly contested, you know, inside the cylinder, just couldn't put it away. I don't like that you're seeing guys like Gabe Osaboyan actually not play as much. Um, like, I feel like he's the heart and soul of that team. And it sort of indicates that Huggins is still really confused with who his best guys are Kai at the, and when to play his dudes at the right time. Um, they compete at home. I think they're a feisty team in Morgantown. I lean that way today. I think it's an awfully short spread against Oklahoma squad that I'm not super in on as much as I love poser. The, the roster just poser. doesn't excite me. Poser. 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 
Uh, I don't love either team, Matt. I, I guess I lean West Virginia at home because they're at home, but they've lost three in a row. OU's lost four in a row. The other team inspires much confidence right now. Uh, West Virginia's defense has been the worst in the Big 12 during conference play. I think it's pretty likely that Moser can draw up some offensive sets to exploit that, cut them to death like he is want to do, Jim. Uh, but spot, spread, lean towards West Virginia slightly. Best bet, under. Taking the under here. Great. I think this game lives in the half court. I think I hope West Virginia's layup struggles continue that Matt is mentioning. Uh, I just think both defenses are going to really frustrate the other offense. Like both guys are great defensive game planners. They have athletes. They have physicality. Um, great perimeter defenders on the Oklahoma side. You can throw at Taz Sherman and Sean McNeil. You got Harkless and Goldwire chasing those guys around, Matt. I think that's a pretty good matchup to yeah, at least negate them somewhat. Um, sidewise, I, I'd probably say it's West Virginia's better spot for them. It's just crazy how, how difficult the Big 12 is where I don't really perceive these teams as playing poorly right now, but they're both on big losing streaks. It's just the way it goes in that conference. So uh, under 130 and a half was the number I had seen it at. See if I can verify here on Bet Rivers. Of course, the page is loading. That's that's pretty standard here. I can help you out, Jim. 130 and a half. 130 and a half. All right, lock that in. That is one best bet. I will have a second one revealed later. Okay, another Big 12 rock fight or, or expected rock fight, I would say, based on the total. Iowa State at Oklahoma State, Kai. Now, Oklahoma State was actually rather feisty last time out. I think that kind of surprised us given uh, what what they have going on with no postseason. Now they got Iowa State, a team that Matt has kind of taken a stance against this year. I'm coming around. I'm coming around. They're coming around more towards towards your perspective. They're, They're struggling. They're having some issues in league play. Just got crushed at home by TCU. Uh, not a not a good effort for the Cyclones. Kai, what what do you see with this matchup between these two? Yeah, as the total indicates, defensive battle, ugly, perhaps a low pace. Uh, Oklahoma State wants to run, but definitely a low efficiency here. Um, Iowa State's number six in defense. Oklahoma's number seven in defense per Ken Palm. Uh, I was surprised, Matt, to see Oklahoma State's ATS record at home. It's three and seven. Yeah, I thought they were doing much better at home against the number. Their offense has really held them back. Clones, I think, are the better team. Um, at least I, when I watch them, I feel like they're the better team. So I lean their way at three and a half, four, nothing strong. I like the under here. Um, I was shocked to see it bet up, but then I realized it opened like 123 and a half, which is a super, super low total. Um, so I guess if you're in on punching back against the market and joining uh, my take here, I think under is a pretty good play. I think the game is ugly. There's a chance we recommend the under in all eight of and our every outline game. games today. <laughs> yeah, every right. A lot of good defenses <laughs> on, the time the, of year. Uh, on the outline today. And yesterday some... was also very under friendly, I believe, Jim, as you under. Uh, yesterday was the first efficiency day under 100. So under one point per possession since December 28th, wow. I believe, per Ken Palm. So yeah, it, it was a frustrating day for anyone that had overs. Um, okay. Last one on the outline an under machine, Kai, LSU. They're hosting Texas Another A&M one. now without, especially without Xavier Pinson. They have been yeah. an under machine. They've struggled to generate good shots. And he is a very disruptive defender, part of shutting opponents down and also generating those, those uh, steal opportunities and transition chances for them. Yeah. Taking on Texas A&M, the team is coming off two straight disappointments, really tough losses to, to Kentucky and Arkansas. Anything for you here? 
Well, uh, yeah, I am leaning towards the under again, Jim, because as you said, without Xavier Pinson, the unders are hitting like crazy for LSU because they simply cannot score without him in the lineup. They, they don't play quite as fast without him either. Um, they've lost three straight. So sidewise, this feels like a game they get back here. Matt, finally a reprieve for LSU from the elite teams in the SEC. Their schedule has been nuts. Auburn, yeah. Kentucky, Tennessee twice, and Alabama plus Florida. Like, that is a crazy schedule to start off SEC play. And then AM, you look at, okay, they beat Georgia, Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Mizzou. They just hung with the Kentucky and Arkansas again. Admittedly, those two games were impressive, but I don't see AM scoring very much in this game. Um, I do lean a bit towards LSU even without Pinson. Certainly like the under. Yeah, I don't see either team scoring cleanly, but I think both teams can pressure the other and force turnovers and early possession, early shot clock situations. So I think maybe you, that you can, if you're looking to back the over, you're going to kind of claw some quick, chippy garbage points early in, like I said, early in the shot clock. And it's been bet up, what, five points now? Opened 126 and a half, now it's up to 131. Um, from the side perspective, it does feel a little bit high. I kind of respect a and I think they've been pretty solid lately, um, but not enough to take it. So staying away on both. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you, Matt. I, I, I've more and more grown to respect this A&M team. I just thought, like, really bad spot heading to Arkansas, revenge on the mind, coming off A&M's, you know, big effort against Kentucky. Kentucky and they, right. they hung around and got it to overtime. I was like, okay, that that is an impressive fight from a team that mm-hmm. maybe has more talent than I give them credit for. Uh, they kind of roll at you in waves with the Buzz Williams system. So, um, yeah, but I'm also leaning under against the market. I, I just think the Pinson angle is very, very strong for the Tigers. That they have been demonstratively an under team without him. So that is the way I'm looking. Matt, let's go back to chat mob. I know there are plenty of questions. Let's hit as many as we can. Yeah, well, I guess pretty upset you guys did not uh, include my Indiana Hoosiers. A lot of questions on the outline calling us um, foolish for not including. They're hosting Penn State, Kai. The Nittany Kitties coming to town. Um, revenge. State. Come on. Let's- Wow, Micah Shrewsbury and 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 the and company is offended by that comment. Kai Get inside Indiana the top Reven- seventy at Ken Palm, and I'll apologize. <laughs> Just so much, hey, that's these are my nitneys, Kai, and hey, they are starting to play like my nitneys. I know they got beat by Iowa, tough spot, but um, actually, even tougher spot today, going back to the Midwest to play Indiana, a team with revenge on their mind. Your thoughts? Yeah, lean towards Indiana on the revenge spot here, Matt. Um, they played as bad as bad as you can in that first game against Penn state and Penn state was also making just the most ridiculous shots you've ever seen. Yeah, like they did fade away three step back, whatever. Um, I lean towards Indiana. They're kind of a tougher schedule close. spot for them. Monday, Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday. I mean, they've, they've yeah. been going through yes. the gauntlet, but they are off a loss. So, and they're not deep either. So I think that could perhaps uh, take a toll over time. Jim Ryan and St. Peter's Marist. We all have a pretty strong take in this one. Uh, we like, the Foxes, we like Poughkeepsie, yeah. but this is probably a good chance to fade them. Uh, not spread that down. I, I'd like it uh, up at that that three that it had been at. Now it's not there anymore. So still lean towards St. Peter's, and I don't think home matters much in the Metro Atlantic. Like so at all. Not yeah. Much there. yeah. Uh, but all these teams are very whack-a-mole, like kind of yes. all over the place. I, I've had struggles betting this conference for years, so full disclosure. Yeah, I think in general, these teams are trending closer to our priors across the board. So um, you're seeing some teams who look terrible start to kind of respond and and some regression from teams that may play a little bit over their head in general. Uh, Kai, LaSalle UMass from our guy Hot Dog. This game will have a hot dog pace to it, I would think, right? The way UMass basically run, you know has a turnstile red carpet to the rim. Uh, and LaSalle, not exactly a great defensive team either. Uh, I like UMass. I'm, I'm shocked they're a dog. 
I'm, I'm shocked. It does feel a little bit off. Plus, plus two, I think they're a good bet here. Um, they're terrible defensively. Worst A-10 defensive team, bottom 20 in the country, but LaSalle's offense isn't very good. They can't exploit that. I think UMass can score whenever they want. So if they're interested in winning this game, Jim, which they should be, they're one in five in the A-10, I think they can and will. So UMass. Yep, lean UMass. And how about this, Brad, the over? Oh, oh, how about that? Wow, look nice. at that. It's chirping us um, in chat. I think I have a couple more overs I'll try and pepper in here late toward the end of our chat. I actually have more over bets than unders on the board today, but just the <laughs> games really? that we talked wow. about happen to be unders. Um, oh, yeah. So, our sorry, guy, Josh Garrett, with a two-part question, and I so much appreciate him putting the rotation numbers in there. 738 on the board, Kai, Georgia Tech. 743, Utah. Georgia Tech is playing Florida State, and Utah is playing the Wazoo, as I so foolishly call them. I have no strong take in either, to be honest. I think I actually lean Utah, as scary as that sounds, um, without do. Carlson. But I think he did travel, correct? So there's a chance he plays? Uh, there is a chance he or plays. Unlikely? I doubt it. I doubt it. Yeah, I think he traveled, but I don't think he's going to play. Um, I think they said it was more likely this weekend he would play against Washington. Um, so I'm leaning towards Washington State there. I, I can let Jim take the Georgia Tech-Florida State one. I don't have much to say. Georgia Tech, I am not a fan I'm done of betting game. Georgia Tech. Yeah, yeah. I think length and athleticism is terrifying. I don't know how they score. Yeah. Uh, it's either DeVoe jumpers or nothing, and hopefully FSU locks that down. A very specific request on a total. Drake, Illinois State from Arch, over 144. Hmm. I kind of like Drake here uh, from his side. I don't really have a strong total take. Um, Illinois State makes some crazy shots, and I think Drake can maybe carve up that defense, which has been a little bit shaky at times. Any other I thoughts? Th- I think I'd lean over. Uh, I think Illinois state's been a really good over team this year. And then if they don't, if they don't have side Chapman in the lineup, which they probably won't. Good point. So he's definitely out. He's out. Uh, Without (laughs) him. That's the most miraculous comeback in HL history. (laughs) He's probably out today. Without him, they're going to be a sieve inside. I think Drake's going to score very easily. They shot like 65% in the first game inside with, with, with him on the floor. So over seems like a good lean. Hey, Jim, Howie. Um, another Big Ten disrespect to in our in our outline, our lack of inclusion. Michigan, hot-ish, hosting Northwestern. Uh, some money coming in on the Wolverines. I guess people impressed with their effort at Indiana. Very dominant performance. Northwestern, we continue to talk about. It's like the first time, though, that we've seen money come against them as opposed to on them. What are you looking at here? Yeah, I like Michigan, but I am concerned, Matt, that this is going to feel a little like Oregon yesterday. It's yeah. about the same spread. Great, great this team we thought were trending up and getting back to our preseason priors. And then Oregon got up 20 to five and then laid a stink bomb the rest of the game and lost out. Yeah, wow. So I do lean Michigan. I, I think they should take care of business here. I like the trend that they're on They're They're looking up. Caleb Houston sitting more shots. Devontae Jones is playing more aggressive, but just tread lightly, I guess. Be careful with it. Kai Ryan Abramowitz, our boy asking about Tulsa Tulane and Boston College, North Carolina. Pick one. Oh gosh. And break it down, chop it up. All right. I choose North Carolina, Boston College, looking for the spread. 13 and a half. Okay. That feels if Dawson Garcia was in the lineup, which I don't think he is, that feels low. I would take UNC. Without him in the lineup, I'm just getting an excuse not to be not to bet UNC as a big favorite because I don't give Boston College a whole lot of credit, Jim. UNC beat them by a bajillion yes. in Chestnut yeah. Hill. Like an absolute megaton. It was a beatdown. Uh, I kind of like the under UNC's defense has been way better at home than on the road. The splits are at Bartorvik are like 70th versus 250th or something. So kind of like the under. 
Uh, Jim, I'm against the market on Tulsa Tulane because I can't help myself but to back Frank Hayes, your your former uh, alma mater head honcho there. I think catching four against Tulane's a little bit little bit too too high. Tulane's been great. Got to give Mr. Hunter all the credit in the world, but I think they should not be that big of a dog. No opinion. I'm going to let yours be the one that reigns here. Oh, crap. Okay. I don't like being on an island there. Doesn't seem to, especially with Tulsa this season, I've been very, um, you guys have had a better feel for that team than I have. So um, I don't like hearing that from you guys. All right, let's pivot here to some extras. Um, actually, hey, real quick, I just saw him come in. I want to talk about Northern Iowa against Evansville. Um, I think there's a lot of points in this game, and I think Northern Iowa just rolls them. Jim. There'll Connor. be a lot of three-pointers taken. Just curious yeah. if they go in. I, I lean towards the Purple Panthers as well. I think Evansville. I mean, they they got it. They got it done against Illinois State. I think that was like their one last stand game, and you and I kicks their butt. Uh, hey, Tom Boyd is like, I'm looking at Stony Brook. What am I missing here? And I'm telling Tom, Hey, Tom, I'm with you. I don't get it. I don't get it. I know I mean, Vermont wait, won the wait, first wait, matchup wait, wait, by wait, a million. Wait. Yes, you do. You get it, right? It's a nine-point spread because they got absolutely destroyed by Vermont in the first game. Vermont's been a wrecking ball, right? <laughs> I don't know. I faded Vermont That's pretty why. heavily with Hartford. That worked fine for me over the weekend. I'm not scared of okay. Hartford. I'm not scared of Vermont. I'm not scared of Vermont. You also <laughs> faded Vermont with Stony Brook. I think you also faded Vermont Lose. with somebody else. Yeah. So you know, it's not like they're mega overpriced. They Tommy. cover these spreads sometimes. Hey, Tommy, I agree. Values on Stony Brook. I agree with you. Two of these guys out. Nine points at home. Are you serious? Most people, a lot of people had Stony Brook winning this conference, which was foolish, by the way. That was, dumb. was always the favorite. <laughs> week, but nine <laughs> not three man weaves. Likely no money. Home court doesn't matter that much. Yeah, true. Home court will be Yikes. next to nothing. But I'm uh, staying anyway. far away, Matthew. Good luck. Uh, Albany versus UMass Lowell from our guy, Ray Pius, who's also asking about Sam Houston, Cal Baptist. That'll be up in the... Uh, in the best bet section, I have zero to less than zero takes on Albany Lowell, Jim. Anything? Yeah, I've been against Albany a bunch, and maybe I overcorrected my rating because I'm on Albany small today. I don't feel great about it. I think both these teams are a little tougher to figure out. So I, I don't recommend following me into the unknown there. I apologize. I did miss one here. Someone asked about Utah State, San Diego State. Kevin Jack, thank you for reminding me uh, to talk about that. That's a pretty key one out in the West, Kai. Mountain West Showdown. Yeah, uh, short spread for a we assume a banged up Utah State team again, especially with how yeah. well the Aztecs been playing. I assume Brock Miller's still out. Uh, I don't know if Ryland Jones is back. I was shocked he missed a game because he's resilient. Concussion. Yeah. yeah. Um, I lean towards San Diego State. I think they're fully back and in supernova mode. I can't bet it without knowing Ryland Jones. He's he's that important to the side here. Yep, and the team their team has no depth. So. Um, Corp asking about Hartford, do they roll over Binghamton? And I don't, I I've cannot comment on this game because I was emphatically confident that they were going to roll Binghamton and they were rolling them for the first 25 minutes and then basically mm-hmm. uh, laid down a fetal position and got it handed to him in the second half. Yeah, Jim, it's like a 20 0 Binghamton run. I, you have more confidence than I do. Hartford so closed I like that. four, minus four on the road at Binghamton. Now they're back home and it's like five, six. Like that, that is very confusing to me. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but Binghamton's just been. Awesome. way way better yeah. I, like if i had to bet this game i would bet hartford but i'm just kind of done with binghamton right now they're better than i can fathom yeah similar narrative here this next one chris bray asking went through minus seven at usc upstate thinking it seems crazy and i'm kind of with them but i don't know you look at how winthrop's played this season they've not been as dominant as the usual winthrop juggernaut in years past under prosser and upstate kai i mean them and loyola maryland have been the two teams that i just can't understand how they've been as good as they have but they have so I think well, that explains I, the line. 
No, I think his he was implying that it's way too high. Oh, it's yeah. too high. Okay, yeah. well, that, that's fair too. If you're looking just at this season of vacuum, it, it does seem Ooh, pretty high. Pump. Yeah, upstate. It's been really. Pump? Oh my goodness, upstate's really good. I lean, I lean their way at seven. Yeah, more like USC upstart. How about that? <laughs> uh, uh, oh, uh, one more from Hot Dog. Let's get it real quick. Here we'll be at twelve. Yeah, we're doing to go. Okay, on time. Uh, UNC Greensboro, East Tennessee State. I lean the Bucks. Um, it's a short spread, but I don't really trust either offense to be honest. Um, Jim, any input there? Yeah, my the, the way I look at totals was pushing me towards the over, and I said no, thank you, because I That's think this I game too. is going to be gross, and I'm kind of over betting. I'm not enjoying betting overs on these really low total games. We're like, oh great, it's 32 to 12 at halftime. I have no chance of the over. Great. <laughs> Uh, Kai, one more about the Citadel. I think another person asked about the Citadel earlier. Who are they playing again? They're playing. Oh, that's right. Best bets coming. I was like, I need a twilight holds for that. Uh, let's just go there now. Great. Should I go? It's Kai. Is it me? Yeah. Let me, let me make sure this line's clear. Yeah. Uh, Cal Baptist plus one is my best bet guys. Uh, they're at home. They're hosting Sam Houston, who I think has gotten a tad overrated. Um, they are sitting at seven and one in the WAC. They are leading the conference. Been very impressive, but They've had some fortunate free throw percentage and three point percentage defensive splits. Yeah. Like teams are <laughs> bricking everything against them. Um, and they have a small perimeter. Sam Houston is not very big. Cal Baptist is. They start, besides Tyrell, six five through six nine across the board. I think it's really going to bother Sam Houston shooters. Um, I'm hoping Croy, head coach of Cal Baptist, goes zone to try to try to slow down Savion Flag. He got to stop Flag. He's awesome for Sam Houston. They've been bad against zones this season. Hopefully he sees that, reads the tea leaves. Um, I lean towards Cal Baptist. I'm taking Cal Baptist. Best bet, Jim, plus one. Even without Taron Armstrong in the lineup, not sure if he's in or out. Still like him without him. Yeah, they're weirdly mysterious with his non-COVID yeah. illness that they're being careful with. But yeah. lean your way, Matt, or lean your way, Kai. What do you got, Matt? Thanks. Uh, yeah, actually, that was my official best bet, but Kai was too quick on the trigger, so he gets first rights. Oh. My second favorite bet of the day, just a caveat, uh, still very good. Well, I guess not very good if you look at my last week or two weeks. I'm going with the St. Bonaventure Bonnies on the road traveling to George Mason. <laughs> I just got like bad flashbacks when you said Saint. I was like, Saints? Sienna? No, not again. No, no. no. <laughs> God, why does I want to have to shoot the last shot? Can't we just run off the clock? Rick, you're up 15. We don't have to shoot the last possession. It was, it was Sienna's Rat. fault. They were pressing. It was Sienna's I know they were pressing. I know. Stupid. Anyway, um, Getting two and a yeah, half this, here, Matt, by the way. Two and a half, and I was just going to say Bet Rivers yeah. has two and a half. So thank you, Bet Rivers, for offering us what appears to be like the best line out there. I have the board open. There's Pinnacle has two and a half, but only Bet Rivers is the only place, the only other shop I see it. I watched a George Mason St. Joe's game in its entirety. A Josh Oduro, who's been an absolute monster up front for Kim English, was limping. Um, I think there's a slight chance he does not play today or plays limited minutes. Uh, he was very noticeably hobbled. He's dealt with some injuries throughout his career. He is absolutely paramount in this matchup. Mason needs him to score. Um, and I think they will struggle mightily to score against Bonnie's um, as frustrating as St. Monitor has been. I think Mason has a tough, tough time mustering up points. So I think the Bonnie's escape narrowly on the road. Two and a half feels like a pretty good price here. I'm curious Jim. Matt, what you would have made this preseason. Cause I think it would have been like eight or something, eight, right? Eight or nine. Exactly. So I think uh, Bonnie's are starting to maybe correct it too. And is that wishful thinking? A little Dude, bit, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they were up big on Duquesne and kind of let Duquesne back in, but oh well. Uh, okay, yeah, my best bets. I had two: Oklahoma, West Virginia under 130 and a half. Already talked about that one when we discussed that game. And my second one in that Citadel game, Western Carolina and the Citadel. I'm taking the over 154 
So an over and an under for me today. Uh, I think this game will play a little faster than the first one did. I think there's only 68 possessions in regulation and the efficiency should be there. Both teams are going to score a ton. There should be a ton of threes put up here. So as long as the teams make, you know, 35%, something acceptable rather than a despicable sub 30 amount. Uh, I think the over gets there. I think this is like something, you know, 84 to 76. So uh, I'm liking the over. So there we go. That's it. All right. That wraps up the show for today. That was our Wednesday edition. We'll be back tomorrow. Same time, same YouTube channel. Uh, thank you again to Bet Rivers. Thank you to the Field of 68. Thank you to Dagan, our producer behind the scenes that none of you are seeing, but he's doing terrific work. So thank you everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow.